Kia ora and welcome to The Amateur Austenite. I'm Frances Duncan, an author and the founder of the Jane Austen Society of New Zealand. With me today is returning guest, Emma. Hello, everybody. And today we're discussing letter eight of Lady Susan by Jane Austen. But before that, Emma, what is your favourite Austen? My favourite Austen is Persuasion. I love that Anne Elliot is a real well-rounded character that she is intelligent, responsible, loving, put upon, and that despite the fact that nobody around her appreciates her, she does find somebody who sees her. I mean, isn't that what we all want to be seen? That is what we all want, and that, I think, is why I have always loved Persuasion. I must have read it for the first time when I was about 16 and I very strongly identified with Anne and I guess that's what I wanted for myself. Emma is going to read letter 8 for us. So this letter is from Mrs Vernon to Lady de Courcy, her mother, written at Churchill. My dear mother, you must not expect Reginald back again for some time. He desires me to tell you that the present open weather induces him to accept Mr Vernon's invitation to prolong his stay in Sussex, that they may have some hunting together. He means to send for his horses immediately, and it is impossible to say when you may see him in Kent. I will not disguise my sentiments on this change from you, my dear madam, though I think you had better not communicate them to my father, whose excessive anxiety about Reginald would subject him to an alarm which might seriously affect his health and spirits. Lady Susan has certainly contrived in the space of a fortnight to make my brother like her. In short, I am persuaded that his continuing here beyond the time originally fixed for his return is occasioned as much by a degree of fascination towards her as by the wish of hunting with Mr Vernon. And of course, I cannot receive that pleasure from the length of his visit which my brother's company would otherwise give me. I am indeed provoked by the artifice of this unprincipled woman. What stronger proof of her dangerous abilities can be given than this perversion of Reginald's judgment, which when he entered the house was so decidedly against her. In his last letter he actually gave me some particulars of her behaviour at Langford, such as he received from a gentleman who knew her perfectly well, which, if true, must raise abhorrence against her, and which Reginald himself was entirely disposed to credit. His opinion of her, I am sure, was as low as of any woman in England, and when he first came it was evident that he considered her as one entitled neither to delicacy nor respect, and that he felt she would be delighted with the attentions of any man inclined to flirt with her. Her behaviour, I confess, has been calculated to do away with any such idea. I have not detected the smallest impropriety in it, nothing of vanity, of pretension, of levity, and she is altogether so attractive that I should not wonder at his being delighted with her, had he known nothing of her previous to this personal acquaintance. But against reason, against conviction, to be so well pleased with her, as I am sure he is, does really astonish me. His admiration was at first very strong, but no more than was natural, and I did not wonder at his being struck by the gentleness and delicacy of her manners. But when he has mentioned her of late, it has been in terms of more extraordinary praise, and yesterday he actually said that he could not be surprised by any effort produced on the heart of a man by such loveliness and such abilities. And when I lamented in reply the badness of her disposition, he observed that whatever might have been her errors, 
They were to be imputed to her neglected education and early marriage, and that she was altogether a wonderful woman. This tendency to excuse her conduct, or to forget it, and the warmth of admiration vexes me. And if I did not know that Reginald is too much at home at Churchill to need an invitation for lengthening his visit, I should regret Mr. Vernon's giving him any. Lady Susan's intentions are, of course, those of absolute coquetry, or a desire of universal admiration. I cannot for a moment imagine that she has anything more serious in view, but it mortifies me to see a young man of Reginald's sense duped by her at all. I am, etc. Catherine Vernon. Oh, how the mighty have fallen! Well, Reginald was quite pompous about her. He was going to flirt with her to prove what a bad woman she was. Though Amy pointed out when we were reading Letter 4 that he also sounds very much like a fanboy. He's super excited to meet her. Hmm. He's come pretty much in order to meet her. He has, yeah. This is the whole point of his visit. Just to meet Lady Susan so he can watch from the sidelines. And judge her. Yeah, but he's been enthralled. Her strategy with Reginald is just as she found the weakness in Mrs. Vernon, she's found Reginald's weakness too in her acting with delicacy. No vanity, pretension or levity. She hasn't tried to attract him at all. And that's what she says in her letter too. It's a plan. And Mrs. Vernon can see it. It's been calculated. Mm. It was evident when he arrived. This is his issue. He made it evident that he considered her neither entitled to delicacy nor respect. She saw that and went, that's not okay. He thought she'd be delighted with the attentions of any man inclined to flirt with her. And she went, uh, you do not treat me that way. Young man, I'm going to school you. So one would imagine if he had not shown his disdain, she simply would have ignored him. Possibly. But you got to remember, Reggie's hot. And, and rich. will be rich when his mm. father dies. Nice house. When the father dies. And she's learnt before that marrying someone not quite old enough to die is not a good strategy. He is younger than her. Well, just that waiting is not a good strategy. Waiting for the father to die. Yes, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. And she's done all of this within a fortnight. So we've got very clearly how quickly she works. Uh, She is an object of fascination. He entered the house so decidedly against her and now his judgment is perverted against reason. Against conviction. I love when Jane Austen does a repetition. Mm. And he's even praising her. Extraordinary praise. Such loveliness. Such abilities. And then he uses, which I think is an excuse he's heard directly from Lady Susan herself. That it's because of her neglected education Mm. and her early marriage that you can explain away all her faults. It's not my fault. It's the circumstances. My parents didn't educate me properly and married me off so quickly. Well, the only place he can have heard of her neglected education is from her. So we know that that's come from Lady Susan. And that's probably a bit of a humble brag. I'm this smart. I can be this eloquent, but I wasn't properly educated. Imagine what she would be if she had been. Yes, going back to that repetition that against 
reason against conviction does remind me of against my own inclination that you loved me in Pride and Prejudice. Elizabeth is telling Mr Darcy off for the mode of his proposal. Very similar rhythm to the line. Pride and Prejudice is considered the original enemies to lovers. The problem being, of course, that that was never the case on Darcy's side. He never saw Lizzie as an enemy. Almost as soon as he saw her, he got a crush, right? But she thought that he hated her. And there's something really sweet about uh, people being opposed to each other and then coming together and realising that all of that was sexual tension. In this case, Reggie was fascinated with her before he met her. He did hold her in contempt, but he also thought she was fantastic. So he was very ripe to be picked. Who was? She already had his attention. You can tell that Mrs. Vernon is in pain. Her first line reads to me like an eye roll. No, her second line. He desires me to tell you. My brother can't even write his own letter. Also, he's talking out of a hole in his head. He says he's staying for hunting, but I know his real motivations. She is, in this letter, very clear-sighted about Lady Susan. But in the first letter, she was a little bit under Lady Susan's thrall, wasn't she? She's making no excuses for Lady Susan here. I think when she sees the big change in Reggie, it's hard to be on Lady Susan's side. And potentially, Lady Susan is not paying as much attention to her relationship with Mrs Vernon, keeping Mrs Vernon on side, because she's spending so much time with Reggie. And therefore, Mrs Vernon has some breathing space to go, hold up, she's not great. So perhaps she hasn't had time to be fawning upon the children um, to find her way into Mrs Vernon's heart, which she's spending too much time in the shrubbery with Reggie. We don't hear about little Frederick that she's going to be showering so much of her attention on ever again. Well, perhaps once Reggie turned up, she didn't see any point in spending any time with the kids because something more interesting came up. Yes, Mrs. Vernon was against her and she wanted to turn her, but men are much more fun to play with than women. Not only can you get them to turn their opinion of you, but you can get them to fall in love with you. And they generally have more power and more money. As a target for your abilities, a man's usually going to get you a better return on your investment. I'd say that's very much Lady Susan's philosophy. One needs the ground to be fairly hard for hunting. We know the time anyway, but we're in January here, aren't we? So that um, Mr. Vernon and Reginald can go out on horseback and shoot things while there are no leaves to hide them. And it's difficult for them to run away. (laughs) Wait, are you talking about the men or the animals? (laughs) The animals. Although one could extrapolate that to Lazy Susan is also going hunting in the winter. And that is our discussion of Letter 8 of Lady Susan by Jane Austen. I'm Frances Duncan. You can find me at francisduncanwrites.com, on Twitter at Francis underscore Duncan, and on Instagram at Francis Duncan Does. Thank you for listening, and we wish you happy reading. Just popping back in to let you guys know that we have merch now. I haven't actually got merch with my face on it. That seems a little weird to me, but if you really want it, let me know, and I'll do that. There's merch of... The Jane Austen Society of Aotearoa, New Zealand's logo, uh, some Jane Austen merch, and some Pride and Prejudice, heavily Pride-focused merch.
Kim. It's on Redbubble and the link is in the notes. Happy buying! <laughs>